The information provided in this show is intended for your general knowledge only and is not intended to be, nor is it, medical advice or a substitute for medical advice. If you have or suspect you have a specific medical condition or disease, please consult your health care provider. You're now listening to The Health Hero Show with Tim James. <laughs> What's up, health heroes? Tim James here, founder of ChemicalFreeBody.com and your host for the show that simplifies and demystifies how to live an energetic life with a flat belly. So if you're into a healthy gut and staying young, then this is the show for you. What's up, health heroes? Tim James here with another exciting episode of the Health Hero Show. Today in the house, I have um, R. Blank. That's right. R. Blank is in the house. Um, He is with a company called Shield Your Body. And today we're going to be talking about EMFs and radiation and how you can shield your body. And this is a very important topic to me, especially if you guys have um, been following me and been listening. You know, I had uh, Dr. William uh, Davis on not too long ago, and we were talking about uh, glyphosate um, and EMFs. And I had Ashley James on. We were talking about glyphosate and EMFs and that connection. So what's happened is through certain ways, you know, people get heavy metals in their body. This is a big concern for me. And heavy metals are a burden on the immune system. They literally drag down your immune system and drag down your quality of life. But it gets worse. Because of things like glyphosate, which is an herbicide in the Roundup deal, that's, you know, Bayer bought them out to kind of sweep the name Monsanto under the rug. Um, and they're paying out millions and millions and millions of dollars right now to people that have been hurt by, by that, that, that glyphosate deal which was originally, it's kind of interesting. It was originally made to clean out metal tanks. That's what that chemical was made for. So it's a metal binder. And what happens is when you spray it on these crops, it gets into the, into the ground and it binds to the heavy metals and it gets into the water system and back into the rain and back into you and me. So what's the big deal? Well, we're, we're getting, this is just one another pathway that heavy metals are coming into our body. You know, also mining does it fracking does it we're disturbing the soil bringing heavy metals up to the surface getting them into the into the um into the water tables and stuff like this so heavy metals are are a problem and also when you get jabbed there's there's mercury in there and there's aluminum in there and then if you you know think about chemtrails the you know there's aluminum nanosized particles that you're breathing in or um our our blank right now and myself tim james and you listening we're breathing in nanosized aluminum particles and there's not a whole lot we can do about it. Now, I have an air purification system right now, so I might be cleaning them up inside, but outside, you're kind of screwed. That's the world we live in today, guys. We live in a polluted world, so we have to be smart about this, about what we're going to do. So we have heavy metals coming into the body. We focus on helping you stop putting them in the best we can, air purification, water purification, detoxing, 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 the daily detox, foot spas, all these types of things that we do, the Green 85. But when they get in there, They become like radioactive conductors for EMFs and radiation. So we want to help you. And the EMFs and radiation are also causing problems, and they're dragging down your immune system. So with this, besides the detoxing, again, I want to bring up EMFs again because it is a major problem that is hampering us today in our our immune systems. And that's why I have an expert on today. So R. Blank, I want to thank you for coming on today, my friend, to the Health Hero Show. Welcome. Thank you, Tim. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, and you said you're um, you're you're not in Jamaica. Where were you at? Pan- Panama. Panama. Yeah, yeah. he's got. If, if you're listening, you can't see. He's got these beautiful trees, and I was like, dude, I want to go do yoga. <laughs> I want to become your best friend in the wintertime and come down there and do yoga in your yard. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
Awesome, awesome place to live, dude. So, um, do you do you travel a lot? Uh, used to, but pre pre COVID. Uh, but yeah. I I did just get back from a a three month trip. Uh, so it's really nice to be um back home. Oh, that's cool. Kind of getting yeah. settled in again. That's yeah. Getting back in the routine, so your body can have you know create a great environment for your body. That's cool. All right, man. So your story is amazing, and you also have a your dad's story and. You know, your dad and you, your dad wrote the book or you both wrote it together. I kind of we wrote, wrote it, it together. Yeah. Yeah. So the book's called Overpowered. Uh, unfortunately, it's only at Amazon. So once in a while, I guess you got to go to Amazon, but I hate it. <laughs> um, but the damn book's so good. You might have to do it. Sorry, guys. Um, but um, anyway, why don't you tell us about your journey and your father and the book and all that? Sure. So well, my father was Dr. Martin Blank. And he was one of the world's leading researchers and eventually activists um, on, on uh, questions of EMF and, and health. And uh, he'd been doing that work basically my entire life. Um, he got into, into this type of research when I was about 10, um, but it was about 10 years ago. So in uh, 2012, he had a contract to write a book. And unlike all the other writing he'd done in his life, this book was really meant for general audiences, for the public to understand everything he had learned and understood about issues of EMF and health. And uh, so he asked, because it's for a general audience, he asked me to, to help him. And so we ended up co-writing what became Overpowered. And uh, it was obvious, it was great uh, experience um, to, 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 have, to have that with my father while he was still alive. Um, but it really also was kind of life-changing for me because again, you know, I knew the work he had done while I was growing up. I knew why we never had a microwave oven. I knew when I got a cell phone eventually, you know, to use it very carefully, never to hold it up to my head, but I didn't really understand the issues until, uh, that experience of working on overpowered with him. And it hit home a few really key points to me. So first one is that the science on the questions of EMF and health are, are it's just super strong, right? Because when you hear it covered in the media, it'll be a quite like, do cell phones cause cancer? Are cell phones harmful? You know, it's always a question with a, kind of a both sides-ism perspective. But if you look into the science, it's, it's just super strong. Uh, we're talking about thousands of studies spanning decades and, and continuing to grow. So are you seeing any studies, brother, that are counterintuitive to that because i know that you know there's a lot of checkbook science out there where they're paying for yeah. results and they really want this pro anti debate going on all the time so people don't know what the hell to do and a lot of times they just throw their hands up in there and they don't do anything unfortunately yeah so there's yeah so while there is a lot of science showing that emf uh can cause multiple sets of negative health outcomes there is a fair amount of science that shows it is benign that it is harmless a lot of that science is funded by uh, unsurprisingly funded by industry so um in in 2012 uh, dr joel Mo just to pull one example dr joel moskowitz who's uh from from uc berkeley uh he uh published a review of 23 studies and in the 13 that uh showed that there was reduced tumor risk um they, they were uh, funded by, by industry. And in the 10 higher quality studies, uh, they found increased tumor risk, and those were not funded by industry, right? So you have a lot of science that is pushed out uh, and funded by, by, uh, by the wireless industry in particular, but also by the power industry. 
a lot of stakeholders involved here. So yes, there, there is definitely science on both sides of the question. Um, but a lot of the science is, is, as you said, about, you know, bought and paid for. Well, the good news is that, is that my audience, the health heroes out there have common sense, which is a good thing. And yeah. if you don't have common sense, I don't know what you're doing here. <laughs> probably, <laughs> you're probably going to get mad at me for bringing the truth. Try, I'm just trying to be, a, you know, putting the light in the dark room, man. So, all right. So you're talking about the science. Keep going. Yeah. So not, but so the science to my reading and to my father's reading uh, is very strong on this point. Um, but at the same time, you know, when you step back and you look like the sources of EMF, the things that actually lead to our exposures, they are the things that define modern society. And so you can't get rid of the sources of EMF without going back to effectively the lifestyle of 1850 before the invention of the light bulb. And so I realized there had to be safer ways for people to uh, engage with and relate to and use the technology in their lives. And that's where the idea for what became uh, SYB, that's where it started. And so that was 2012, 2013, I released my first product and uh, been going since then. Now we have a couple dozen products. We offer consulting. Uh, we're launching um, e-learning next week, actually. Um, and uh, we sell in, uh, well, we sell now actually to every country in the world. We, we have distribution centers in uh, United States, Canada, UK, uh, through, throughout Europe. And so, yeah, that's the journey that I've been on since since then. Well, it's kind of interesting how it's unfolded, too, where your dad's like super researcher realizing what this does to the human body starts putting actually health research together with EMFs, makes that his life work. You get kind of groomed from an early age. It's almost like it's an apprenticeship program. Yeah, and, that's but, writing the right, book. Was, I mean, it was a cra I call is, it a crash course with one of the world's leading researchers. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, you paid attention to it. And we really are lacking that today in our society where we're getting away from apprenticeship. Kids are getting shipped off to college and they're getting be they're being taught out of textbooks that, you know, may or may not be exactly the best thing. And I would say by looking around and how society's working, that they're probably most of them, not all of it, but a lot of it's just not good. Um, and that's why I've like, unfortunately, to the point now where I just tell people, like, if you don't know what you're going to do or if you, exactly what you need a degree for there's like literally no point to go to college because you're going to waste a bunch of time and money be drunk probably doing molly and and you know smoking <laughs> a lot of weed and, and you're going to get out of there with, with a bill you're going to have this huge bill that you got to pay and maybe you'll make 50 cents more an hour at the job you got to get so you know whereas like if somebody went to work and went to an apprenticeship which we've done for millennia mm -hmm. you actually take somebody who's a master and you get to apprentice under that master and transfer those skills. And you're actually a lot of times making money while you're learning, right? It's yeah. kind of like journeyman electricians. So that's a perfect example because with electricians, it's not a job you can just hop in and just, ah, I think I'll put a wire over here. Like <laughs> you could die yourself putting the wire in and you could kill a lot of people if you don't put that wire in properly. So that's, that's like an engineering standpoint where you can't mess it up. Same thing like building a plane. Well, just come on, go to college and we'll teach you how to build a plane, then go out and build one. Eh, not so much. You're going to have to do apprenticeship. And we really need to get back to that. So I really want the health heroes out there that are listening to understand that where ours coming from is he came from an apprenticeship background from an absolute expert. It just happened to be his dad. Now, the cool thing is, is that your dad was a super scientist researcher, but you're an entrepreneur. Yes. So you actually said, well, let me let me create some solutions, right? Not just running around and problem, problem, problem. People hate that. I, I, 
I did that for a long time. That's why I actually started Chemical Free Body was because I learned all this stuff and I, and I just telling everybody this is this and this and this. They're like, shut up, dude. It's like you're making me depressed. <laughs> and, and it's like, you know, I and I remember one time I was telling I had I, I'd probably say 70 percent of the people visiting me in my classes at home were women. And I when I learned about chemical dyes and, and hair dye, how bad it was. And it's like going in the skin through the scalp. I started telling these women I was like, you got to stop dyeing your hair. Man, you should have seen the dagger eyes I got. Like, <laughs> like, dude, I got gray hair. Well, then, you know, a lot of this one woman was like, dude, do not tell me this without a solution. And that was kind of in the back of my mind. So what I like about what you're doing is like, here's the problem, but here's the solution. And it's it's absolutely ridiculous. It's insane that you and I even have to exist, literally. I mean, we should all just be like going out in nature, barefoot, doing our thing, getting some food, chilling out, playing around the fire, community, love, peace, appreciation, you know, all that stuff. But no, we have to have companies that teach people that there's a lot of chemicals out there. Your gut's jacked up. You got to clean it up. And there's a lot of um, other things you can't see like EMFs and ELFs. And you're building a whole company around it because the awareness is rising. Yeah, people around sure. the globe are learning and they're and they're 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 cutting through the bullshit that's out there in the news media and all this stuff and they're realizing I mean I have people dude that are like dude 5G went in and I got headaches. 5G went in and I'm getting tired. 5G yep. went in and anxiety big time. Like I had a friend that was down in Boise and the 5G was going in right outside of his apartment complex and all of a sudden he started getting anxiety attacks and he couldn't sleep. And this stuff is commonplace and I cuz I feel like I'm on the kind of the pulse of all this, right? Because I'm tapped into everybody and people are bringing me their problems. And after a while, you know, it's like, okay, yeah, it is a problem. So what we are doing is we are bringing the invisible stuff to the awareness factor or bringing the awareness factor about these invisible no that are really hampering our life and, and people are starting to get it. And that's why uh, companies like ours exist, unfortunately, but here we are, it's the way it is. So I'm glad no, we I knew. appreciate you helping me spread the word and the awareness. Yeah, it's huge. It's huge. And I really like it too. Um, so um, was there anything else that you wanted to share about any, any cool stories about your dad? Because I thought there might be a couple <laughs> cool ones in there. Well, I, uh, um, I, well, I mean, so, I mean, I don't, I don't know where, well, one, one thing, and this isn't one of these cool stories, but I, I just, I think one, one thing that's, that's important for, to help put some perspective on this, right? Because it was long assumed that this type of EMF, and, and when we're talking about EMF uh, in our discussion here, we're talking about human-made EMF, right? So the stuff that didn't exist on Earth until humans started building uh, the grid and, and uh, appliances and wireless technology. And it was long thought that this stuff was benign, that it was harmless, uh, that it didn't impact life. And I think one thing I can say to, to illustrate that is that is what my father was taught when he went to grad school. That is what my father taught at Columbia University Medical uh, uh, School, where, where he was on, on the faculty. So for years, he not only believed this, uh, that EMF was uh, benign, he was teaching that. And it was only when he, he read this study uh, by, by Dr. Reba Goodman, who was also at, at Columbia, uh, he, he, he said, well, this, it, it was showing that EMF was actually yielding a, a bioeffect, that it was impacting the body in a way uh, that he had thought was not possible. And so he went and just introduced himself to Dr. Goodman and 
they ended up collaborating on multiple studies over the years, but that was the process, right? He, he did, he wasn't, he, he, he wasn't taught that this stuff was harmful. He followed the information and he learned uh, over time just that this, this stuff is bioactive. And I think that's just important to help contextualize, like, this is how recent, because that was in the 1980s, this is how recent the knowledge is about these, about these issues. Well, and it just goes to prove my point about colleges, right, and what, and what they're teaching. A lot of it's just bass backwards, and we're, you know, even uh, my, my mom is an example. Like, so I went to college for one reason, play baseball. And if it wasn't for that, when high school was over, dude, I did not want to pick up another freaking textbook because that shit was boring. <laughs> All right. It was boring as hell. I mean, there was a couple cool things and I'm really glad that I learned to read. I'm glad that I learned to write and do math because you need those basic skills and it really helps you get through through life. But other than that, I don't remember shit from high school, you know, and I had a couple of gals that were actually I think they were the co-valedictorians. I was friends with them. Um, and I had them set on each side of me in classes and I was like, <laughs> I always, always talk about looking to the right. I had, I had really strong eyes because I was cheating to the left and cheating to the right because I just didn't care. Like, it was like, just get some grades. And you know, if I needed to study, I could, it wasn't like I was stupid and I wasn't doing it all the time, but if I could not have to study and I could go fishing or go hunting or play with my friends or play hat basketball, I was about that. This other stuff like bored me and I don't really remember much of it. Right. So unfortunately, society is, like I said, it's, 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 it's upside down, flipped up, bizarro world. And, and um, we just have to, you know, be aware of that. So, all right. All right. So that's a really cool story about your dad. Um, it just goes to prove the point that your dad was a decent, hard working class person. And when he got the right information, he didn't hide behind his degree and try to worry about his tenure and all that stuff. He did what was right. Yeah, agreed. And it also, you know, I had the benefit not just of learning from him, but but being exposed to to, to this information from him, right? Because I obviously I I knew who he was. I knew how intelligent he was, how ethical he was with the science. And so when I knew that he believed uh, these these facts, um, it 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 made it very easy for me. I I knew it was true, right? I I didn't have to go through the same kind of process of discovery that uh, somebody else would have to, like, because I I was exposed to it from a man whose understanding of science I I deeply respect, and so I knew if he believed this that it's true, and it sort of gave me a jump start on this whole thing. I because I remember when I launched my first product and I put it up for sale on Amazon, and it was the pocket patch, which I I still sell. And uh, you can line your your pocket with it, and it it turns your pocket into a cell phone radiation shield. Um, when I first launched that on Amazon in 2013, it was coming up in the same search results as ghost detectors, right? So it wasn't that long ago that if you were looking for EMF stuff, you would find things like ghost detectors. Uh, but so it was in that era where I still knew like this is legit. And this is a real issue and we got to take it seriously. And a lot has changed since 2013, fortunately. Um, uh, but that, 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 was the one, that, that, that was the one thing I wanted to add there, which is I, I was very fortunate to have been exposed to this knowledge from, from him because I didn't have to go through the same path of, of discovery as, as somebody else just trying to research it online. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's really refreshing to me too about about your story and your dad's stories. I love your dad, man. Your dad is a what we would consider a true hero because he did the right thing at the right time. You know, um, thank you. He did the right thing at the right time. That's the definition of somebody that's a hero, right? Not doing when it's convenient, when you can grift and make money off of it later after it kind of you know settles in, but doing the right thing at the right time is so important. And you know, I, I've talked to. The best people are the people like your dad that were indoctrinated through the societal model and they were, they just happenstance, something happened, whether they had a health issue or a friend had a health issue and they had to go outside of Western medicine or like your dad, he just stumbled across Dr. Reba Goodman, got this study and started going down that path and all of a sudden had to challenge everything he'd been taught, everything that he paid for in his and, and he was getting paid and besides paying for college to learn this stuff, well, he, he was getting he, paid to teach it. He's old, he's old enough that he, he got to go for free, uh, more or less, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> back when, when school was really affordable city back college, like 1810. All right. Yeah. Back a while, but. Yeah. But yeah, my parents, my parents went to city college in New York. Yeah. So my point is, is that there are a few, there are a few people out there and you know what these, you know, doctors and, and PhDs are telling me that the problem that we have today is that a lot of the other people, their colleagues and stuff, they have massive egos, massive egos. And they're not, they're just not good. They, they, it's, you know, when you have $350,000 in student loans and everything you've been taught's a lie, um, it's so, it's so hard for them to change they just, they don't do it. And they just keep doing what they're doing. And they, yeah, I got a mortgage payment. I got kids. I got to send my kids to college and get them indoctrinated too. Cause that's the right thing to do. Um, and I was actually telling them, I was going to tell my story. Like anyway, so I went to school and four years of college baseball. And I was like, well, shit, I've already got four years. I better finish my business degree. So I had to go to school for one more year, which was still kind of fun because all my friends were still there. I was still partying and stuff like that, which was, that's pretty much, it was a, it was a party. Uh, year of party. And then I had to do one more summer to finish. And I had three classes and I met this guy named Lee Sheely. He was in all my classes. And, um, and, and Lee, cause back then, you know, the computers were like, you know, super slow did, 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 did printing out, you know, and I was sitting there typing up one of my papers and Lee is like, Oh my God, dude. He's like, you were so annoying. I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, you type so slow. It's driving <laughs> me crazy. I'm like, well, what do you, I got to get this shit done, dude. And he's like, just let me type it. The guy typed like Superman, just like, like he was a super typer. So the whole summer, Lee was typing up my papers. So I'd hand write them out and then he'd type them up for me. And that's what, that's what happened, right? So it comes time, the final three classes, the 400 level classes, I had like a 10 page thesis, a 20 page, and then like a 50 pager, right? For the hard class. Mm -hmm. And I hand him the stuff, Right. And Lee's like, and I'm like taking off to go play baseball in the summer. I'm heading down to Portland. And I said, he's like, thank you. I'll get these typed up. We'll turn them into, and one professor was, the professor we had was all three classes. Can't remember the guy's name, but he was pretty cool. So I leave, I go to, I, I'm down there working, playing baseball. And all of a sudden, um, you know, I'm like, I call my professor up. I was like, hey man, I was like, where's my degree? You know, I turned all that shit in and, you know, and, da, da, da. and he's like, Tim, I never got your papers. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, I didn't get your papers. I said, Lee didn't give them to you. He's like, Lee never turned his papers in either. I'm like, what do you mean he didn't turn them in? We couldn't, he disappeared. The dude just vanished. He just, he just vanished. And we were like friends. We were hanging out. We were partying together. We were just, 
we became really good close friends. So I'm like really concerned for him. I'm like, shit, is he okay? Did somebody abduct him? I don't know what the hell happened. And um, I, I can't remember the story, but he got bummed out. Some girl and ended up down in Cali. And then now he's like, uh, um, and I actually reconnected with him through Facebook. I was like, dude, you owe me big time. Because <laughs> <laughs> my mom wants me to, to get a degree so she can hang the paper on the wall. So I, I ended up that summer, I was like, hey, uh, Mr. Da, 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 can I finish these papers and redo them? And he's like, well, you can't now. You can do the one class. And I did the 10 page. It was just a 10 page paper. And he passed me on that one. But the other two classes he said they changed the curriculum. I had to redo the classes. I'm like, oh, oh, I don't want to do that. I'm like, I'm moving on in my life, dude. I do not want to go back and do that again. And I never did. So I never f technically got my degree. I mean, I did the work and got it done. But and Lee, and, Lee and I actually had a good laugh. We reconnected. And he's like a a coast guard level captain. And now when people buy these billion dollar yachts, he drives them, you know, over to Dubai and drops them off. And he's got a family and kids and everything. So everything works out. But my, the point is, is that society pressures people. My mom still to this day, she wants me to go back to college and get, you were the only person that went to in our, in our family that went to college. And I'm like, yeah, I'm the, I'm the idiot. Like I'm, the, <laughs> I paid for, for what? I'm like, I have a business now, mom, I'm helping people. Like, our business is growing in, in, in reflection of the amount of people we're helping. Why would I want to go back and, and get a piece of paper to put on the wall to impress who? The only people that care about those papers are the ones that are issuing them because they want your money. And they want to indoctrinate you at a higher level. All right. So, dude, there's my story. Um, that was a good first session, segment, whatever you want to call it. Right now, we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to get into a deep dive on what EMFs and ELFs and all this radioactive crap that's out there in our matrix grid that's getting built is doing to the human body we'll be right back the average person today is carrying around six to twelve pounds of impacted fecal material and mucoid plaque in the small and large intestine that's gross but worse it's super unhealthy that is why we created gut detox formula this ancient 1,000-year-old formula from India gently micro cleanses the intestines removing all of that funk and gunk and junk that is destroying your health the best part, it is super gentle and there is no diarrhea like most gut detox products and it's made with the same chemical free body promise, no stimulants, 100% nature and always made in the USA. Get yours today at chemicalfreebody.com. What's up health heroes, Tim James here. I am back with another exciting episode. That's right. We got R. Kelly, or excuse me, R. Kelly. That's hilarious. <laughs> that's <laughs> Everybody the first should be laughing their been... ass off right now. Yeah. I'm not promoting that, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. At all. All right. So <laughs> R. Blank with Shield Your Body. And hey, um, besides making you guys laugh, um, I, I just want to, I got these stickers in the mail today. Um, we, they're new. They're in our swag store. And it's a picture of the icon, which is a unibody thing. So, you know, it's, it represents a man and a woman. It's a human being. It's and the flame up above is like the light, right? So you can be the light. You're like a candle, basically. And when you light your own candle, the cool thing about a candle is, is you can go around and you can light as a billion other candles and it doesn't take away from your flame, which is pretty cool. So think about how many people you can change, and how many lives you can change. Um, just you like and how powerful you are. So anyway, we have a swag store. I don't usually promote this stuff, but. Um, I'm actually wearing a shirt. You guys can see this, but it says love when you poop. <laughs> this shirt is actually, um, and our, our, our and I were talking about this earlier because like this shirt is 100% organic cotton, but even cooler, 
the dyes are chemical free. So the red dye, the green dye for the flame and everything. So when you put this on your body, it's not off gassing any chemicals or toxins in it. Check out our swag store. There's a little tin cup over here. Like if you want a little camping mug, it's got the logo on it and stuff. We got that in our swag store. So, all right, dude. So let's jump into, um, let's jump into the, 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 the good, uh, the bad and the ugly of EMFs. Like how did it all start? Can you kind of give us a timeline and how industry kind of brought this in and then take us up to 5g and beyond what's, what's going on? How, sure. How, so, how well, body? yeah. So the, uh, and in overpowered, we, we have a chapter on the history of electromagnetism. Um, but in terms of human exposures, really, it all began with the light bulb, right? So uh, around, I, I forget the exact year, but it's around 1850, the second half of the 19th century. And uh, once you had the light bulb, uh, you needed a grid to power that bulb. So they started building a power grid. And once you had a power grid in place, um, that effectively created a platform for all new devices, right, that we called appliances. And so that's when you know, we started getting refrigerators and blenders. And so at this point, we're still talking about ELF, which is extremely low frequency. That's what ELF stands for, extremely low frequency EMF. Well, let, let me yeah. jump in here really quick and then I, and I'll shut up. Yeah. I just want to point something out. I've actually seen demonstrations where they light up light bulbs with no wires. Yes. And so the, I've seen that happen. Not even, not even in like a structured environment. Like you can, uh, there's certain um, high tension power lines. You can go under them and hold a fluorescent bulb. You know, one of those long fluorescent bulbs, and you will see it. Um, you will see it light up. I have a an EMF. I have a lot of EMF meters, uh, but I have one. It's a very simple one, and all it does is um, it lights up uh, if there's enough e, uh, EMF uh, microwave radiate microwave frequency radiation. So if like if you go to a like a microwave oven and you hold it in front of it, it's getting enough microwave energy to actually light the bulb on the meter. The meter has no power, so it's a great illustration for people when they realize there's enough energy flowing in the air to light up something up they they start taking this more seriously well i'm glad she glad you brought that up i was making a different point but what you're bringing up is really good because a lot of times the way humans work today it has to be believing is seeing mm -hmm. or excuse me seeing is believing mm -hmm. <laughs> right it needs to be seeing is believing and when they see a light bulb light up from emfs rogue frequencies that are not good for you that they're all of a sudden like oh my god so for yeah. me like when i was at hippocrates they they got this little thing, and when you got within three foot of a light socket, it was like, and the closer you got, the higher it went. I was like, oh, my God. And I instantly, I'm like, I got to get, I got to block that shit. It's like my head, your head's within three foot of a light socket when you're sleeping or anywhere, you're getting zapped, right? But my point was is that there's other energy sources like the Earth's electromagnetic field that's a natural source. It's out there, mm -hmm. and we could be powering everything with that. I actually have a friend who's, uh, a PhD, and he got together with a bunch of PhDs and, and, and chemists and physicists just for fun. They were buddies, and they built a sustainable energy machine. And the one they never told anybody about because they didn't want to get in trouble, which is ludicrous. And the guy still powers his house with it today. And then I met another dude, and we just got talking about it. He's like, I've been funding research on this for 14 years. He goes, we have found a way to create unsustainable energy. or, or it's Well, it's for them, it's, um, it's uh, free energy, basically but they can't control it. It just, it burns up there. They get it going and, and, and they have to get it. I can't remember. He said it's like a hundred thousand or something. They need to be able to get down to 40,000 cycles or something. But anyway, it's out there. 
but we went into matrix mode. So continue your story. So now Thomas oh, sure. Edison light bulb and the grid. Yeah, Thomas Edison built. light bulb, power grid. Then you started getting appliances. Uh, and then uh, they realized you could send uh, signals wirelessly with this stuff, right? So that's when we got um, radio, AM radio, then FM radio. That's when we got uh, television, radar, um, and, and those initial sets of wireless uh, technologies. Then uh, we got the cell phone, right? So that's in the, the, we're talking about the late 1970s, the cell phone was invented that became 1G. And then we started getting, you know, about every 10 years, roughly on average, you said we got 2G and 3G. At the same time, we got Wi-Fi and then we got Bluetooth. Uh, and and, and uh, now we're, as you pointed out, right, 5G. They're already working on 6G. Um, and uh, I, I suspect it won't even take 10 years till, till we need the, the next generation. Uh, and so over time, right, each one of these is a, an, an additive exposure, right? So each one of these things increases our exposure over what it already was, right? So when we got um, cell phones, it didn't get rid of TV and radio, right? And when we got Wi-Fi, it didn't get rid of cell phones. And so it, it, and with the uh, growing number of these wireless devices, you need this wireless network to grow uh, correspondingly in order to support all those nodes on the network. And so, in fact, that's actually, uh, you know, 5G is being marketed as, um, as a high-speed network, and that's why you want it, right? You want it because it's fast, but that's not why it was built. It was built to support way more tech, right? Connecting to the network orders of magnitude greater than what the 4G network could, could sustain. And, and so you're getting more and more and more of these devices in just your average home. And, you know, the way I, 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 I try to portray this for people, particularly, you know, if they're, they're up at our age, uh, is to think back to what your bedroom, what looked like and look around it when you were a kid, uh, how many wireless devices were there? How many sources of EMF were there? Now look at your kid's room and how many wireless devices are there and how many sources are there. And so they are being exposed, children today are being exposed to orders of magnitude more EMF than even when we were children, much less when our parents were children and their parents were children. Um, but they are also, right, that's just the start. They still have a whole life to live. And uh, already, so it's going to keep increasing around them as they grow because of uh, the growth in wireless technology. I had a lamp. I'm trying to think back. Um, when I was 11, I got the Nintendo and then I became freaking addicted. My mom had to peel me off that damn thing. My parents wouldn't get me a video game system. Pretty smart. Actually, I, I, read, a, I read a thing that said before age 11, you should have your kid on zero electronics. Otherwise, you're going to destroy their brain for long term. Um, just the way things work. So luckily for me, that that didn't come out till I was 11 based on the studies and stuff. <laughs> um, or I'd be dumber than I already am. So um, what else did I have? I had comic books, dude. That's what I did. I had yeah, a, not I a could, source of I EMF. Had, I had a big-ass stack of comic books, two of them in the drawer, and I would just re I'd dig in there, and I'd pull them out, and like, ooh, you know, and I'd, I'd read my comic books, like, every night, and I just, I love that. Or I was, yeah, like, I had, time I had fishing a, flies. I had a lamp, and I had a, a, a radio. Um, so those were the only two. Th I didn't have, I didn't have a computer. I certainly didn't have Wi-Fi because uh, it didn't exist. Um, it did, didn't really, didn't have a smartwatch, didn't have a tablet, didn't have a cell phone, didn't have any of that stuff. And uh, I'm not, I'm not trying to, I'm, I'm not trying to say, uh, 
here, be here trying to sound like, you know, an old guy, like, oh, back when I was young, it was so much better. But just by, in terms of EMF exposure, it's really important for people to, 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 to have some kind of benchmark to visualize just how much this stuff has grown uh, in our environment. Cause it is, it is, it is a tremendous amount, even within our own lifetimes and it will continue on this path. And the only reason it's continuing is because the working class allows it. That's why. So, I mean, think about, they don't the just level. allow it. They demand it, right? People still, uh, the tide is changing a little bit, but people, uh, expect new technology. There, there is a big demand for the types of wireless technology that are being marketed by uh, by the wireless industry, um, and 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 so they are and and there is no there is no regulatory pressure guiding uh, industry uh, in ways that would make the technology safer from an EMF perspective, and so that is it's it that is I think one of the the key issues that that you know someone like me faces, which is uh, when you're trying to build awareness of this stuff, uh, people love. I mean, maybe maybe not the health heroes, but uh, a lot of consumers out there, they love their phones. They don't just like their phones. They don't just need their phones. Dude, they they bling them out. Phones. They're blinging them out, dude. Yeah. And so when you have an issue like EMF, where it's a little bit complicated, it involves some science, right? It's invisible. You can't see it, touch it, smell it, or taste it. And mm. the stuff that is uh, the source of it, you, you, you friggin' love it, right? It becomes a really difficult uh, issue to communicate to the average consumer as to why they should be maybe regulating, personally regulating their, their time and relationship with these, these devices. Yeah, and there is a, a portion of the working class, the early adapters that um, are into this stuff that like on Black Friday, they're camping out a day or two days yeah. ahead of time. Or if Apple re releases a new pad or something they're, they're camping out the night before and they're actually fighting over these things and going crazy because they have to have it that's that's where we're at today they're like waiting in line to literally slowly kill themselves <laughs> that's a that's a nice way of putting it. it it's almost like hey um i'm gonna send somebody over every day and they're just gonna Though you won't see them, they're just going to come in early in the morning. They're going to put a little bit of poison in your food, and they're going to leave. And as you eat it over the years, you're going to get sick, and it's going to take you out. But there's nobody coming into your house. You're actually going out and grabbing it and bringing it into your house on your own. Yeah. That's what we're doing. So there's nothing wrong with technology. I love it. I can use it. It's great for, you know. That's how we're meeting right now. Yeah. It's, 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 so it's cool. But it could be made properly. And safely, it could, it could be, be certainly more. It could be made more safely for sure. Um, there, because like there's whole classes of EMF exposure that aren't regulated at all, right? So at least in the United States, for example, the power uh, how 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 much uh, EMF you're exposed to from power lines mm -hmm. uh, that is not regulated. There there are certain other countries where it is, but not in the United States. Uh, we have tried figuring out how much. EMF you're exposed to while driving different models of cars, because especially with the increasing popularity of electric cars, it's becoming an issue people want to know about. We can't find that information. They are not forced to, uh, I don't know if they're even forced to test it, uh, or, but they're certainly not being forced to report on it. Nope. And, and, uh, and then there are other classes of exposures 
where like cell phones is a big one that people know about, right? Where cell phone radi radiation is regulated, but it's only regulated around the point at which it causes immediate damage. That is holding a phone up to your head is not supposed to burn you. That is literally the regulation as it comes to EMF. And so ridiculous. So you have whole bunches of, of things, uh, classes of products that have no regulations determining or guiding uh, how much EMF they can expose you to. You have other ones where the regulations are pathetically inadequate. And as a result, you don't have any drive in the product design process um, to, to uh, that, that would be pushing products to be designed more safely from an EMF perspective. Companies have no incentive because the government is enforcing them and consumers by and large aren't aren't demanding it. And so those are the the, the, the two valves, the two uh, levers that really need to uh, to shift in order to start having this uh, safer. And I'll give you an example of how you know tech could be done more safely because I, I think it's an eye-opening example. There is a baby monitor. Uh, I don't think it's available for sale anymore. It came out of China. Um, but baby monitors are a big source of EMF. And of course, with, for babies, right, they're really vulnerable to, the, to, to, to EMF exposures. They're more vulnerable than adults. And so there was this baby monitor, and I forget what it was called, but it was designed only to transmit when the baby was making noise, right? So if the baby made noise, then the baby monitor would kind of wake up and send the signal out to, to the parent listening in the other room. So when the baby wasn't making noise, the baby wasn't being exposed to, to EMF from that baby monitor, right? That is such a simple and intelligent way to radically reduce the amount of EMF exposure that that baby has from that baby monitor. But you can't find that um, product. Uh, you could make it so that all baby monitors had to be designed that way. Uh, but, but right now there are no regulations guiding this stuff. And so there's no, like I was saying, there's no, uh, there's, there's no market uh, driven pressures uh, forcing product design in that direction. Another, another example is cell phones uh, broadcast with the same intensity in every single direction, right? Why? You don't want it going into your head the same, with the same intensity as it's going away from your head. That makes no sense, but that is how they are designed. That's another example of, again, simple ways that you could alter uh, product design to make this stuff safer from an EMF perspective, but the market pressures, uh, either regulatory or consumer driven, are just not there. Yeah. And that's why you've created products to help with that. Yes. So I'm just thinking back like cell phones, dude. I remember back in the day reading some studies and stuff that were like supposedly buried. They came out with it and they basically said it was in the 70s. Remember with the briefcase cell phones, the great big ones? Mm -hmm. Only people that are wealthy could afford them. It was like $100 a minute to talk on them. And, and it was like, uh, it basically said it gave people cancer and they just buried, just buried the studies, not push it, push it forward. Yeah. Right? Well, and then the other, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say some people, some of your, your health heroes might be interested to hear that, um, the major, in, uh, insurance underwriters around the world refuse to insure cell phone companies against future health claims. It is, it is effectively uninsurable from, from AM best and Lloyd's of London, um, because of uh, they believe that there are big health claims coming down the pike at some point. So the yeah, insurance and, companies know it, right? The insurance company, if they know it, right, then like it's not a secret. The, the cell phone companies know that the insurance companies know it. So they, it, it's, it, it, none of this is secret. Well, I was in the financial services industry and I was a licensed insurance agent. I'm telling you that the actuaries that are, you know, deciding what, how to insure and do all that stuff, 
These are some of the most book smart people in the world. They know down to the nanoparticle, like the risk that's going to be so that the insurance company can be profitable. They pay mm -hmm. these people, these actuaries, a lot of money to make sure. And if the actuaries are like, we're not going to insure that because of huge future claims, it could be a problem, then, then it's a money decision. So there's another example of the, the market actually just saying, this isn't good, you know, right there. Uh, there's something else I wanted to bring up, man. You brought up Teslas. I could, I had a friend to get it. He bought a white Tesla. It was like one of the badass models. And he brought it over and I was like, this car is pretty cool. And he let me drive it. And we went somewhere and he's like, okay, just hit, put the pedal all the way down. And dude, we took off like a freaking rocket. I'm like, this <laughs> is sweet. And there's no engine. The front, the front end is like a big storage compartment. The back's mm -hmm. a storage compartment. I'm like, this is genius. And then he's like, okay, go 30 miles an hour. And he goes, now floor it. And dude, it took off like we were at a standstill. And then we went to 50 and he's like, now floor it. It was again, we were already going 50. And when I hit that thing, man, it took off. I'm like, oh my God, I'm getting it's I got my goals right up here. I wrote them out twice a day for almost three years. White Tesla, white Tesla. I'm gonna get one of those suckers. And then I learned about, you know, electric cars and EMFs and all this stuff. And I'm like, why would I want to sit there and just zap the crap out of myself driving this car around? And for for those of you out there, probably not the folks listening, but um, you want, want to share this with other folks. So I'll try to be nicer when I was just about to say is that if you think that you're buying an electric car and you're doing something good for the environment, you're doing actually more harm to the environment. The amount of mining that they have to do to build that car is destroying the planet. It's like a cancer. And then when the engine's toast, what do they do with it? It's like this toxic chunk of, nut, of garbage. And so it's terrible. And then the electricity to drive it, right? Um, and then they're doing stupid shit like windmills. We have windmill farms over here. And it's, I, I just can't stand stuff like, oh, drive an electric car because and they're pushing electric, pushing there. They're, you see it in the parking lots at grocery stores and you can drive all the way across America now and it's free. You know, it's like, dude, nothing's <laughs> freaking free. You are paying the price. You're getting zapped. You're destroying the earth and building the dam. Well, let's start over. You're destroying the earth to build it. You're destroying the earth when you, uh, you're zapping yourself. You have to pay the electricity is um, has to be farmed somehow. And now it's, you know, it's coal and it's, you know, a nuclear and dams and now there's solar which is also the solar panels or th the materials to make those again destroying the earth to make them they're not really that great the windmills we have them all up and down the columbia gorge and I, I can actually see some from our house over here in the grand run valley and dude they're ugly it, ugly it makes me it makes me think of like star wars you know those big those things coming across the deal and they have to the little uh the ships go around and they twist uh, the wire around them and they get them to fall down and they shoot them. They blow up. Right. Uh, store, what are they called? Walkers or something? I, I don't remember. It. Yeah. Yeah. But I know you're but it's about. like, it looks like futuristic, crazy stuff. It's ugly. And I know farmers, dude, I know farmers that are getting paid millions to have those things put on their thing. And you know what they tell me? A lot of them don't work and they kill a lot of birds. Yeah. They they're always, they're always broke down. And I had one of the top five engineers on that project in my house in a detox nutrition class and he said they were just rushing and rushing and rushing to get that project out to give a good front that the government was doing something good for um for the american public and he said i told him they need to double the height he said if they would have i think he, if i remember right he said if they would have doubled the height they would have like quintupled the output hmm. that they would have gotten from it and then i and, and but they didn't they just rushed him out and then another guy said there's a cylindrical um ones where the you know it's kind of like those you've seen some of those wind chimes where they, the wind blows and they just kind of spin mm -hmm. like this. 
Well, you, they can put, you can put like a steel grid around it and then birds don't get killed. And you could put them on top of cities like Chicago, the Windy City, right? And you could, you could drive it that way. But something that spins like a fan, it kills wildlife. So is that really good for the planet? Is it good for you? No, it's a freaking joke. This whole, all this stuff, if it's on TV, if the government's pushing it, 98% of the chance, it's the complete opposite of reality. We are being duped, but we are, there's system scientists behind this stuff and they're very good at marketing and they slimply just slowly just slip it into society. So it's if disgusting. I, yeah, the, the one thing I wanted to add there is, um, uh, because basically all forms of green energy, alternative energy, they require these batteries, right? Um, so, so whether you're talking about solar, you're talking about wind, whether you're talking about hydro, they all require batteries. And the batteries are DC. And the things that power your house and your life are AC by and large. And so in order to turn DC into AC, you need uh, an inverter, a power inverter. Those power inverters are a huge source of dirty electricity. Dirty electricity is another type of EMF pollution, which uh, is often not really talked about, but it, it refers, right? So if you generate power at, at, the, at, at, at a power plant and it, it's all done right, you get this if, and you measure it, right? With an oscilloscope, you'll get a nice clean sine wave. That's what it looks like. And so when you add stuff to that, it's, it's like interference into that nice clean sine wave. So if you actually measure it with an oscilloscope, it, it, it gets all jumpy and spiky. And that's why it's called dirty. And dirty electricity is uh, linked. Uh, th there's not quite as much science on this uh, because it's, it's kind of a, a newly understood thing, but there is science on this. In fact, there's a book called Dirty Electricity by Dr. Sam Millam. And what he uh, did, he's a, an epidemiologist, uh, 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 He's an epidemiologist out of, I forget, uh, somewhere in New York, some university in New York. And what he did is he went around the United States and measured, uh, evaluated death records. And what he did was, right, because the, the United States wasn't electrified at once, right? You first, you, you got the power grid here, then you got the power grid here, then you got the power grid here, then you got the power grid. And so what he did is he went around the United States and measured, uh, evaluated the death records from before and after uh, electrification. And he did it in different areas. And what he showed is that there is a class of diseases, what he calls the diseases of civilization. And they include things like uh, diabetes, uh, ALS, which is Lou Gehrig's disease, uh, Alzheimer's. There's this uh, uh, ch uh, childhood uh, leukemia, which is the instance of leukemia in children about the age of three or four. These diseases did not exist until the introduction of the power grid. And it was only introduced in areas following the, so even if, if the grid was introduced here, you'd start seeing those diseases here, uh, but you still wouldn't see it where, where, where the grid hadn't been introduced. And so it's a really serious issue. And right now there is no way to generate, effectively no way to generate uh, alternative uh, forms of energy without introducing tremendous amounts of dirty electricity uh, in, into the grid. And, and dirty electricity cannot be shielded in the same way that other forms of EMF uh, can be shielded. Oh man, it's just, uh, it's the stack of crap that's yeah. <laughs> slowly killing us. It just gets worse. Thanks for coming on and making make me all bummed out, dude. <laughs> well, hopefully I'll have a chance to, to cheer you no, up. I'm, really, I'm really, I'm really glad yeah. to have that. So anyway, um, so let's do this. We'll take another quick break. Cause there you go, guys. There's so there's the downside of all this garbage. So hopefully there's some more awareness now. 
Now we're going to do is we're going to take a break. And when we get back, we're going to get into the solutions because we're not going to just leave you hanging. We'll be right back. Turmeric has been used for thousands of years all across India and Southeast Asia and is one of the best anti-inflammatory compounds on earth. Now you can get these incredible benefits with the new chemical-free body Turmeric 100 liquid drops. This ethically sourced breakthrough solution absorbs over 100 times better than regular turmeric products, eliminating the need to add black pepper. Turmeric 100 helps against inflammation and pain and is made with the same chemical-free body promise. No stimulants, 100% natural, and always made in the USA. Get yours today at chemicalfreebody.com. What's up, health heroes? Tim James here. I'm back with my, my guest, R Blank, with Shield Your Body, or SYB. And um, all right, so we went through his background, his dad's story, pretty cool. They got the book out there called Overpowered. You probably should get it. It's only available on Amazon, so every once in a while, nobody's perfect. Go get the book on Amazon, but don't ever buy there again. Or I'll, I'll, you're you're going to get in trouble. Um. And, and then we went through all the, you know, the crap just to bring awareness. Like what are, what are EMFs, ELFs, these rogue frequencies doing to the body? It's not good. That last, the last dude you were talking about, it just pisses me off, man. It's like thinking about kids three to four years old. I freaking those kids are so cute. And then nothing but pure truth comes out of a child. And just because of the adults allowing, and we just keep driving the demand of this dirty crap, this electricity and all this stuff, we're killing our children. Like literally, I mean, we have to face, we have to face the reality of like we're literally killing our children because we want to download some somebody shaking their booty on, you know, I'm not gonna say the Kardashians, but shaking their booty. <laughs> we want to download it very quickly on our iPhone, you know, driving the demand, and we're actually killing ourselves and killing other people. It's it's really sad, and we pay for it. We pay for it in so many ways, and this is another example of what allow knowing that your pocketbook drives industry. So yeah. what I want to talk about right now is like, let's talk about some solutions. I mean, I know you've built some solutions, but are there, what are some other solutions people can do? And then we'll talk about. Sure. Sure. Yeah. So things. yeah. When people ask me what they, what they should do. Right. So one thing is to start from the understanding that you're not going to, there, there is no life anymore without EMF exposure. You're not going to get down to zero EMF exposure. That can't be a goal of yours because it's entirely unrealistic. Uh, second, even as, Right, the number of these sources explode and you see, you know, outside your front door, you see a bunch of cell towers or you're living in an apartment building and you turn on Wi-Fi, your computer and you see 25 Wi-Fi networks and you can feel like, oh, man, this is hopeless. What can I do? Even if that's the case, you still have a tremendous amount of control over your personal exposures. And it is what you do with the technology that is closest to you that can have the biggest impact. And the reason for that is the power of EMF radiation diminishes exponentially with distance. So if you have your phone and it's like an inch away from your body and you take it and you, it's now two inches away from your body, you've cut the power of your exposure by 75%. That's what exponential diminishment means. And so that is why, for instance, not carrying your phone in, in your pocket or your bra is a, such an important thing for people to do or, or to put it into airplane mode if, if you are carrying it. Um, because when you are carrying this cell phones, I mean, hence the, this is where the name of the book came from. Cell phones are very overpowered devices, right? They are designed to communicate these signals over miles. And that's just the cell connection, right? There's also the Wi-Fi connection and the Bluetooth connection and the NFC. And so what's these NFC? Things, the near field communication. That's like what you use for um, Apple Pay and, and Google Pay. Oh, like if you okay. pay with your Got phone. It. 
Um, and so it, it, uh, these, that's these, crazy. I never thought like it's got like and now I think about it, whoa, it's got like four different frequencies there. That yeah, are more actually because it has yeah, it has a GPS and some like Apple has some apples have UWB, which I forget ultra wideband. I can't remember exactly what it stands for, but it's, so it's like it's you kind got of five related. snipers shooting you all day long. Yeah. Not yeah. And so when, when, when this is in your pocket or your bra right up against your body, you are getting as full a dose of this thing as it has to offer. And generally not for just a minute, right? Cause when you put it in your pocket, you're walking around, it's during the day, it's for hours at a time and it's every day. And so not carrying your phone in your pocket or your bra is, is a huge thing. Uh, that Think I about that too, dude, to for like uh, one of the reasons, this is another contributing factor of why all these fertility clinics are, are popping up because guys, you're zapping your testes, your nuts and, and women, you're zapping your ovaries. And when you put it in your breast, I mean, we've actually had, I've heard stories of women that have been to the Hippocrates Health Institute where I started my journey that their tumor is like literally right where their, their phone yeah. is yeah. over and over and over and over again throughout the years. We've heard these stories. Well, so yeah, on the infertility thing, uh, and I know we're talking about solutions, but just to underscore here, the, the science linking uh, cell phone radiation and laptop radiation to uh, subfertility and infertility in, in men is incredibly strong. Uh, this is not like something like, oh, maybe it's true. Like it's super strong. Uh, and conversely, men who stop carrying their phones in their pockets uh, because sperm is regenerated every 24 hours, uh, you can actually make a you can have see measurable improvements in sperm motility and viability within a day or two if you change your behaviors uh and and don't just don't care and you know what, what huge takeaway right there guys huge takeaway yeah. and what what people need to realize is that a lot of these cell phone companies they will tell you not to carry it in your pocket if you read the manual so for instance they couch it in different terms right so apple doesn't say don't carry your phone in your pocket they say there's a minimum uh distance uh, sep uh, uh separation that you need in order to maintain uh the published radiation levels and that if it gets closer it can exceed right but that's all kind of fancy speak Words very amazing. small yeah in very small type in the manual which most people don't read but the the companies themselves are telling you not to do this uh with dell laptops there's a there's a a, man, a manual for one of their laptops and just keep in mind they call this product a laptop right they don't they they, they didn't wordsmith it to notebook right they they still call it a laptop and you read the manual and you're supposed to keep that thing seven inches away from your body in order to maintain uh in their estimation safe exposure levels so they call it a laptop they market it as a laptop they sell you a laptop but if you dig into the manual you'll see seven inches seven inches is a you know it's a pretty big distance it's certainly not in your lap um so with a lot of these uh products you, the, the the stuff i'm telling you it it, it it's actually there in the manuals they but should people, call them gap tops yeah <laughs> yeah they should call them keep it away from me like i use a laptop too uh but it, it's um i i use uh, an external keyboard to keep it further away from me um so but that's another example so you just like you shouldn't use your phone in uh, keep your phone in your pocket you shouldn't keep uh, a laptop in your lap you shouldn't sleep with your phone you want to keep as much distance between your devices and your body as possible and then turn it off when it's not in use right so for instance if you have wi-fi at home 
uh, and you go to sleep at night, turn off your Wi-Fi at night when you go to bed and then turn it back on in the morning. You're not, it's not costing you anything, right? You're not yes. getting any value out of that at all while you're sleeping, but you're getting the whole cost of the exposure. And so turn it off at night. Um, uh, so these are so the, what I call the two key rules of EMF protection, which is minimize your use of EMF emitting technology. That would be example, turning off your Wi-Fi at night, or maybe, you know, skipping the smart fridge and getting a dumb fridge instead, minimize your use of EMF emitting technology. And rule number two is to maximize the distance between your body and the technology when it is in use. And again, even with uh, the proliferation of EMF emitting technology in our world and in your environment, these two things make a huge difference in your own personal exposure and thus uh, your personal health risk uh, over time. And so th th that's, those are the free uh, things that I, and that, that should be where everyone starts. You shouldn't be buying EMF protection unless you have done those things first. Then where EMF protection comes into play is as what I call, uh, or I like to call the second line of defense, right? So I'll give the example of not carrying your phone in your pocket. That is what you should do. You shouldn't carry your phone in your pocket or put it into airplane mode if you do. But a lot of people don't want to do that um, because where else are they going to carry it? They can't turn off their phone. Let's say they need it on for work. And where else are they going to carry it? And so that's why I make the phone pouch. And all the phone pouch, like all of my products, uses EMF shielding technology. This is, this is uh, universally accepted science. It's almost 200 years old, ever since Michael Faraday invented the Faraday cage in 1836. And what he showed is if you weave conductive metals into certain patterns, you can block and deflect EMF radiation in the opposite direction. And so what we do with the foam pouch is um, we, we line the back of the pouch with this shielding material and the front is unshielded. So your phone can still communicate with the world, uh, but it, uh, the back of the pouch is deflecting radiation away from your body. And so that makes it safer. Again, not safe. It makes it safer to carry your phone uh, in your pocket or on your belt. Um, and so that's where e that's where I, I EMF protection products come into play. And that's the nature of the kind of products that I, that I make and sell at Shield Your Body. They're all based on EMF shielding. They all have lab testing, and they all have demonstrable, measurable claims. Right. So you can, in fact, I have a free guide for people that tells you how you can get the right kind of emf meter and verify my product claims for yourself at home you know i just thought of a um, old school product for you well actually this is a do at home so if you guys don't want to get his products what you can do for your cell phone is go out in nature which is good for you it'll mm -hmm. lower, lower your stress cut off a branch that's about 10 feet long and then take some rubber bands and rubber band the phone uh, uh, 10 feet away from you, you can just walk around with this big stick and your phone will be 10 feet away from you until you need it. Yeah, you could do that. I think that would be a funny video, actually. You should yeah. do that. <laughs> I, I want some royalties off that. But um, all right. So, yeah, so that's important. Like, so the rule of thumb here is like, you know, limit the usage, right? And then, and then, and then stay away from it as, as much as possible. Much as possible. And then the third level is then, then come in and, and like, and then, like use the products you make. So I had some questions because um, I saw that there was a S uh, the hard the headset anti radiation device. Yes. So my headsets don't use shielding. They use uh, they use a different type of EMF protection. But so what's what's your? I'm happy to answer. What, what's your question? So the thing of it is, is that is that go into the phone and then into the headset? Yes. So it's like an adapter between the phone and your headset. And what it does because using a First off, you should never be using wireless headsets. 
So you should only be using wired headsets. And that is way safer, not only than using a wired headset, it's way safer than holding the phone up against your head. Uh, but there is, for those who, who really want to, to, to eliminate as much EMF as possible, there is some EMF that gets conducted along the headset, right? Because the headset has wire in it. And so the phone is sending some signals up the headset wire to, to your head. Yeah, and I heard and, that when you're driving, you go from tower to tower. When it jumps to towers, it kind of, boom, it's pulsing you when you're driving, so you're getting hammered. Whether you're holding the phone to your head, which a lot of the laws aren't allowing that now, or even if you have the wired headset. So I went to air tube headsets trying to find but i have not found a good pair yet and i saw that you had some so i'm definitely going to try some because they just fall out of your ears i mean they just i mean the technology is there in the air tube but they just well also the sound quality there's 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 the, because what the way air tubes work um is by right a standard headset conducts uh the sound over the wire right to mm -hmm. to the to the speaker and the earbud and that's how you hear what air tubes do is they they cut the wire and uh, midway, partway along the, the headset, the sound is converted from wire, from electrical signal to air. And then it, it travels through the air up to the earbud. But because of the nature of that technology, it's never going to sound as good as a wired headset. And so that's that. So, so yeah, they work in terms of, of reducing radiation. And I use them, I use my air tubes uh, for listening to podcasts. Uh, or, or if I have to take a call on my phone, which I rarely do, but I will, I will uh, use my air tubes. But I won't, you know, listen to music on my air tubes because it's a, there's no pair of air tubes that makes listening to music a good experience. And that's where the hard comes in. So the hard uh, is a filter. So it will filter uh, the stray uh, EMF off of the signal. So you can use any pair of headset uh, that you like and plug it into Sweet. the hard. And um, not only do you not get the poor sound of an air tube, uh, it actually improves the sound. The hard was not invented as an EMF protection device. The hard was invented as um, something to improve audio quality because all that straight EMF, that's interference from the perspective of the sound. And so when you get rid of it, you're actually improving the sound quality. So you can use any headset that you want and it will actually improve the sound quality. Okay. And the reason I like um, Shield Your Body is because you guys have a variety of products. I'm really happy that you have the bed canopies. Can you talk about that really quick? Sure. So that was um, important to me to add to the catalog because, you know, a lot of people live in these high EMF areas and actually EMF proofing or, you know, your, your home or your apartment or implementing this kind of large scale, you know, home wide shielding, it's like incredibly expensive. It's incredibly difficult. It's easy to get wrong. And so it, it's hard to pr protect against, like if you live in a very high EMF area, it's hard to protect your home. And so the canopy was important to me to add to my catalog because it is the only product I have that uh, protects you from any source of EMF, right? It, it's not just the phone in your pocket, right? It could be tons of nearby Wi-Fi uh, networks in your apartment building or cell towers or whatever Smart it is. meters. Smart meters, yep. And it protects you from all of these sources, even sources that are not in your control. Like you can't go and turn off your neighbor's Wi-Fi, but you can put up the canopy. And it protects you in every single direction. And it protects you for hours at a time, all night long while you sleep. So that, that is why it was important to me to add the canopy to my catalog. And it probably doubles as a mosquito net. You know, I've had people ask me that. 
<laughs> I don't know for sure that it does. Uh, but yeah, I guess mosquitoes. Yeah. But no seams. I don't know. Uh, yeah, those things to... are, those are bastards. You can bend yeah. them to Alaska. Um, I also noticed you guys have boxer briefs. Um, one thing that I thought was cool. Uh, I saw like an Apple watch. There was a wristband protector. This is one of the things why I stayed away from. I have one now, a whoop band. But yep. I know I'm kind of getting zapped. So will the whoop band still be able to work with the shield on? I don't know that one uh, in particular. Um, so Does the Apple Watches work? The yes, they but not the not the not the things uh, the the not the biometrics. The biometrics, okay. Yeah. So the biometrics. You're getting zapped. I'm like people are yeah. like, oh, I gotta have an Apple Watch. I'm like, dude, you're zapping yourself 24/7. Um, I know they're good because they help people take a thousand, ten thousand steps a day. So they've got you know. Um, caps and bandanas and neck gear, neck gaiters, and they have a whole section for uh, babies. There's home and office, laptops and tablets, grounding protection, consulting, and then you guys also sell testing equipment. People can test at home, right? No, so I recommend testing equipment, but we do not make or sell testing equipment. So I have a free ebook that people can find on the site at shieldyourbody.com, and I recommend meters. Uh, there's a few I recommend, so you don't have to just pick one. Uh, and then I explain how to test. I explain how to understand the levels that you are measuring. And it's a really great, re it's the only resource like it. Okay. So how do people get in touch with you? I'm really happy that you came on. Um, and tell them again where they get that ebook as well. Sure. So it, everything is at shieldyourbody.com. That's shieldyourbody, all one word. Dot com. Um, and uh, that's that's where you'll find all the products that Tim was just talking about, uh, as well as uh, all these ebooks. We have tons of video. We have a lot of educational information on that website, articles, uh, webinar archives, uh, explainer videos. And um, also, that's where you'll find my uh, Healthier Tech podcast. Sweet. Sweet. Awesome. That's really cool. I just realized it's like shield your body, chemical free body. It's both got the, it's like, we got the, drive got the same going, thing yeah. going on. We got a good yeah. vibe, brother. So uh, also guys, um, I became an affiliate with his products. Um, I'm ordering a whole bunch of them right now. I'm very excited about it. You can use the code health hero at checkout and get 10% off your first order. So I hope you guys go check out shieldyourbody.com and, um, and don't forget about the book overpowered. Um, you do have to buy that. It's not for sale on the website, but you can get it through Amazon once in a while. It's okay. I guess when stuff like this, but other than that, don't shop there. Um, and again, Art, thank you so much for coming on. I'm glad you made it back safe from your travels back in Panama. Now you can go out and pick coconuts. That's cool. Enjoy <laughs> the sunshine, get out to the beach or something. Uh, was there any uh, final words that you want to share with our, our listeners? No, just, you know, I just want to leave people with a sense of empowerment here, right? Because it is important, you know, especially, I mean, I, I think your listeners, your health heroes, a lot of them were already aware of this, but I know that when people first hear about EMF, like it's easy to get freaked out. It's easy to kind of just be afraid and to be depressed and think, be hopeless. And I really want to underscore for people that it is, uh, you have, you are in a lot of control here in terms of your personal exposure. You can't eliminate your exposure but you, are, you have a tremendous amount of control here to reduce your exposure and to reduce your health risk. And just, just I, I want people to, to leave this experience of us chatting with that knowledge that, it is, that you have the power to, to make a big difference here. Yeah, and I'm really, I'm really glad that we were able to bring this awareness again about EMFs. You're my third guest we've had on, maybe fourth about EMFs. That's such a big deal for me. Um, you know, it's not just one person, guys. It's like the fourth expert I've had on talking about this. There's multiple products. I have all the products. I keep layering them in just because 
I, you know, I'm still going for that zero deal. I'm going to try my best, yeah. <laughs> but you challenged me now. I'm like, I'm going to get zero, dude. I'm going to move out. I'm going to find a mountain range somewhere and crawl into a cave and wear all your <laughs> stuff. And nobody's going to zap me. Damn it. So anyway, I want to thank the listeners around the world for tuning in. I love you guys. Uh, another great episode um, to bring awareness and solutions. That's the most important thing. We want to equip you with awareness and solutions. You don't want to be just running around, not knowing anything, getting zapped. In this case, you bring the awareness. Do not let this awareness cause you stress because that lowers your immune system. It would do the exact opposite of what we're trying to accomplish over here. Take it, get empowered with it, and take baby steps in the right direction. Follow his advice. Go back and rewind this again. Write the steps out and get some of his stuff. And that's it for today. So I really appreciate you guys. Thank you for liking, sharing, and subscribing this podcast. I love you guys. Until next time, change yourself, change your world, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for listening again to The Health Hero Show. I'm your host, Tim James. And remember, change yourself, change your world. And we'll see you again on the next episode. Talk to you soon. You have just listened to The Health Hero Show with Tim James. <laughs>